It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for... Wait for it! Film Sociology with WFYI's Film Guru. Kaiser Shizzy! No, that's Matthew Sosie. It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Yes. Let's find out how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosie. Staring out at us with his yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes, so help me God, yellow eyes. Because it's, it's Christmas! Nope. <laughs> Hello there, film lovers, and welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD2 The Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoci at WFYI.org. I'm also on Facebook, also on Twitter at Matthew Soce. The show is available as a podcast. It's also available on iTunes. And we have a blog, which someday we'll update at... Filmsociology.tumblr.com. The voice you just heard is somebody who dared to put dialogue from a Christmas story onto this show. That's Kobe Slagle. Yeah, I wasn't sure about it. I'm not crazy about that movie either. But, but of course, if you say that, then people act as if you hate cinema yeah. and America. No film is worth 24 hours on TNT. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't like Christmas story? Exactly. Have you, have you had to deal with this? Um, I mean, I've had to deal with a lot of things, but mostly... <laughs> yeah, that's, mostly that's why you're on the show. Mostly coming from, like... What do you mean you've never seen? Well, that's from me. What do you mean you've never seen? <laughs> also from me. But yeah, the does does Bianca like a Christmas story? Uh, yeah, I think she does. Uh oh, Frank. <laughs> Frank's a tiebreaker. It's, it's flawed. It's flawed. It's obnoxious. It's and overrated. But anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. It is overrated. December greetings. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I hate I hate to break it to you. We we recorded this so we could be with our families because. Kobe and I hanging out on Fridays is more than enough. But um, we, secrets out, yeah, secrets out uh, behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the host and the producer behind the curtain. But we hope you're having a great, I guess, December greetings, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of that, pleasant trees to you and yours. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Oh, that's good. You should keep that. So, so Nailed okay, it. by the time you're hearing this, you're probably tired of your family and you need to get out and go to the movies. There's plenty to choose from today. You can do that. You can do that. So, um, before we get to, there's seven films opening in Indianapolis mm. uh, of various sizes and degrees. But uh, And, of course, everybody, if you haven't seen it already, I guess the most important movie to open this week Last week. Star Wars! Yeah, Star Wars. And you, you finally saw The Force Awakens with yep. your lovely wife, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Did, did you enjoy yourself more than I did? I did, yeah. Um, I like Star Wars. I'm not crazy about Star Wars as some are. I didn't dress up. That's really okay. Um, you, you, you mean... I don't Co- read Star Wars... Kobe, War- we should dress up. <laughs> I don't read Star Wars fan fiction. I don't write Star Thank Wars Thank you, Tina Belcher. Fiction. You don't write erotic fan fiction. No. Uh, but I did like it. A lot, because um, you were. I'm, I'm going back a little. Bit. You were ten when you had your first Star Wars experience. Yeah, nine or ten. Nine or something ten, like that. And um, you did like the last three that people are trying to forget for the most part. No, 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 no. Um, That's a big noop. Noop. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I liked Episode One when it came out in like 1999. But and then again, you've grown. 
Yeah, I'd mature. And then, and then I didn't see. I kind of fell off of it. I didn't see episode two in theaters, and then I saw episode three in theaters. Um, and then but, dry. Watched, but yeah, watched episode two later before three came out, and that was nope. Yeah, don't <laughs> care. Uh, and then three, I thought was kind of cool until he dropped to his knees and screamed no. Um, and then we just recently rewatched. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Thank you. And and Fair Sweet Bianca In preparation for, for this, this. Good move. Which was her idea. And, and I didn't did think she? she'd be into it. She wanted to do it, so. She did. So we did. Cool. Mm-hmm. And she enjoyed uh, Force Awakens as well. Very much. All right. Excited for the next one. We've been talking about theories of who is what and why the last few days. Guess what? So have you and everybody else. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, again, I... Probably not going to go see it again to see if we can pick up any nuances of Subtle signs. Yeah. Stand up and go, there it is! Yeah. Because as as we've learned in... Oh, that's the X-Wing helmet that Luke wore when he flew in... Because as we've learned in recent memory, we we love uh, Kobe and Bianca... Giving clues, not a strong point in the Slagle house. No. <laughs> Just, it's, Sadly, it's not. Frank sees the sees clues coming from time to time. By the way, for the record, Frank is their cat. Yep. So, yeah, again, liked it, didn't love it. Um, we were talking on... Okay, no wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, what? Last week, you said, it's flawed. It is flawed. What is flawed about it to you? Um, Well, they're taking basically Star Wars and repackaging it. Right, except instead of a guy, it's a girl. Instead of a guy, it's a girl. We have a new dark lord that's going to avenge for the for the bad of mankind. Um, we have a message that needs to go through, and instead of R two, it's a little it's a little soccer ball with attitude. Right. What's and, the message in the first one? Oh, trans- to get transforming the message. Yeah. To it's the. Ben Kenobi thing, yeah, the hologram, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, as yeah, I was, I guess, as so. I was saying before, you snarkily put me on the spot. Well, history repeats itself. That is true. That is true. It's a, and and so you should study history, young students. So anyway. meaning you should watch Star Wars in this case. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but again, something old and something new. So there is stuff that you are familiar with, and I, you know, the fact that they repackage something borrowed. X wing helmet, that's, something that's blue, but, lightsaber. But that, but seeing stuff that you're familiar with. And then mixing it in with new materials. The fact that we have a stormtrooper, a rogue stormtrooper, and we have a female that is not a damsel in distress. And Oscar Isaac shows up a lot, and there's a Max von Sydow uh, cameo at the beginning. Um, and the fight scenes are pretty cool. And yes, mm-hmm. and so the fact that we get to revi- and we revisit something, characters who were one time something new, and now they're something old. Mm-hmm. Hi, Harrison, Carrie, and you know who else. Um, so no, that's not a problem. It was also fun because there were there were still a, a handful of clunker lines. So it's not just George Lucas. To me, it didn't. It 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 wasn't. Um, yeah, there were a few, but so, it wasn't. It wasn't chock full. No, it's it, it was it wasn't a sh- it wasn't Shack at the free throw yeah, line like constantly. Catchphrase, 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 <laughs> fight, catchphrase. As, as we break down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Mockingjay? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I know some people have issues with Adam Driver's role in the film. I'm all right with that. Who's Adam Driver? He's the he's the new Vader. Oh, yeah, that guy, who's been in things that you haven't seen. I guess so that's okay. Um, but no, it's taking something old and something new. This is what J.J. Abrams has done with the Star Trek films. This is what's happened with the last two Bond films. This is also what's happened with Creed. So. 
the fact that you're you're repackaging and and showing it to a new audience, I, I think of the five year old kid behind me. And I don't know if he saw any of the Star Wars movies. I don't know what his parents did. You know, all, all, I do remember was that you know the first two minutes. I thought the kid wasn't going to shut up, but by the by within the first five minutes, he was engulfed into the story and didn't say a word. So the fact that and I've I've talked to people my age that said they they finally get to be their dad when they took little them to see a Star Wars movie. So and now I'm not having that at my house. Emma wants to see the Hateful Eight. <laughs> I was like, I, well, I saw Jaws in Star Wars when I was younger, and and apparently this is that moment. It, it's not. There's no Star Wars moment with my family, so. But I I understand the magic, and I think if you if you think less about the last three films, then this film has done its job. Yeah, it really it kind of washes out the the last three. Right. So, again, it's not best picture material. Uh, it's not the best film of the year. Not what are you talking close. about? It's not best picture. Oh, those those people are out there. They're the ones that make fun of our pictures on the IFJA website. So, yeah. Um, again, enjoyed it. But yeah, and of course, yeah, it, it, that's one of those you have to you have to say it's either great or the worst thing ever, or else the other half, the other camp thinks you're you're a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right, you, you need you've opened your gifts. You've had dinner. You've had time. Football's out of the way. Actually, there's no football today because they're having it uh, all day basketball. All day basketball. Any? Are there? Were there good games today? There, yeah, there's a few good ones. Yeah, there's a few. Um, Not involving the Pistons, right? Don't don't really care about Lakers Clippers, but oh god. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway, so there's plenty of films to, to choose from. We'll get the ones I haven't seen out of the way. Who asked for a remake of Point Break? Mm, I don't know. I've not seen the first one. Yeah, you're a bit young for the first. First one's kind of have a few drinks and enjoy fun bad with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves and Lori Petty and Gary Busey. But, yeah, remake not needed. Uh, Daddy's Home. Uh, that's uh, Mark Wahlberg versus Will Ferrell. One's a father. The other's a stepfather. And I bet there's a lot of scenes where they fall down. Weren't they in a, what was the movie? Oh, the good guys. The other guys. The other guys. So because of the success of the other guys, they got to do another film together. Excited? Uh-huh. Um, didn't see the other guys. So that's a no. Yeah. Not uh, gonna see this. That's that's really okay. All right, so let's move along. I'll tell you what. Let's start with uh, actually. Can you pull some audio mm-hmm. from the uh, the latest film from David O. Russell? Yes, it's reteaming David O. Russell with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Robert De Niro is back in this one, as is uh, Diane Ladd and Virginia Madsen. It's called Joy. Really cool interview with uh, Jennifer Lawrence on Fresh Air last week, uh, or earlier this week, I should say. You can go to npr.org slash fresh air. And, uh, yes, David O. Russell has made an engaging drama, drama comedy, or dramedy, about a woman and her mop creation. Here we go. Christy, look at me. I want you to remember something. Because a lot of times people get nice things and they start to think differently. We got here from hard work, patience, and humility. So I want to tell you, don't ever think that the world owes you anything. Because it doesn't. The world doesn't owe you a thing. I was valedictorian in high school. I got into a fancy college. I stayed here because my parents are getting divorced. You know what you are, Terry? You're like a gas leak. We don't see you, we don't smell you, but you're silently killing us all. Maybe your dreams are all hope for now. That's a nice way of putting it. 
You're so beautiful. You could have married anybody. You could have married a doctor, a lawyer, a nice man, instead of this. I don't even know what to call this guy. Are you seriously talking about this right now? I believe the ordinary meets the extraordinary every single day. I have real ambitions and real ideas. We're making an invention, and it's very serious. Joy's never run a business in her entire life. It's my fault. I gave her the confidence to think she was more than just an unemployed housewife. I don't want to end up like my family. I have to do things myself once and for all. Okay, Godspeed. Good luck. Here we go. As you grow up and come into the world that has all sorts of things in it, money, crime, betrayal, seems like you're shaking us down. You can pay more. I can't, and I won't. And you realize that the only thing you're going to have is what you make. You are in a room, and there is a gun on the table. I want my life to be the person in the room is an adversary in commerce. Only one of you can prevail. Do you pick up the gun, Troy? I pick up the gun. Listen to me. Never speak on my behalf about my business. Again. To love somebody, to love somebody the way I love you. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't believe it's in the film, but good use of pre-disco Bee Gees in a trailer. Um, by the way, Isabella Rosalini also one of the voices in that trailer. I, one of these days when we have money, Kobe, we should have Kobe watches trailer cam. <laughs> Because I, it's 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 a perk here uh, uh, as host of the show, and you're looking and you, you kind of have a quizzical look of your of uncertainty. Well, this trailer I've seen, I don't know, a handful of times, and okay. kind of have an idea of what it's about. Not exactly. <laughs> okay. Slash, what the heck? Silver Linings Playbook Two. Well, okay, still still lining, <laughs> still silvering, still silver. So you like? Did you like Silver Linings Playbook? Yes, very did you, much. Did you like American Hustle? Yes. Okay, then then I think you'll you'll be comfortable with this because it's the same writer director and right. s- certain cast members. Um, I don't think this is as good as Silver Linings or American Hustle. I still enjoyed it, but the the family dynamic of her trying to create something and getting everybody you know her ex husband lives in the house and and then. Dealing with her dad, dealing with the bedridden mom. The only person she loves is her grandmother, played by Diane Ladd. Always good to see her. Um, and then we get into the second half. Who Only David O. Russell could make QVC look engaging, um, especially the capturing that uh, that world of being on a rotating stage and there's Joan Rivers and somebody else with their fake face on the other stage. And here she comes turning, getting ready to sell a mop. At ten o'clock at night, um, he he makes that exciting. It's uh, it's it's solid performances across the board. It just didn't resonate with me compared to American Hustle and Silver Linings Playbook. But I still think it's worth checking out. Yeah. So, do we have a response? No. What the heck was that? <laughs> I don't know. That's you playing with the soundboard there. That's a different trailer. That's a different trailer whatsoever. And we'll, we'll see if we get to the rest of the trailers because, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I got something. What do you got? That was a good movie. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas Day and uh, Film Sociology's old Crumpus is here. We call him Abdul Kim Shabazz. <laughs> I am the ghost of Christmas. 
I already played. Future. I already played this role. I've already played Ebenezer Scrooge. What are you doing here? Yeah, I am the ghost of future, present, past, indicative, subjective clause. And your ego's big enough for all five of them. Conjugative up to go. <laughs> Abdul Kim Shabazz, my old radio partner in crime, is here. Merry Christmas, December greetings, all good toward you. How are you? Good, fine. I was in the neighborhood. What are you doing home? Does the Mrs. Shabazz know where you are? Yes, she does. You know, she thinks, she thinks I'm about getting a goose. <laughs> Not got, not that kind of goose. So. Well, good. I figured we needed some cultural diversity by having the black agnostic Muslim stop by for a Christmas <laughs> version of film sociology. Also known as your pledged dollars at work, work right exactly. here, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, okay, so how many racist conspiracies did you find in The Force Awakens? Uh, well, obviously there was the, the, the blatant one, which was Finn, the character who plays the stormtrooper oh you mean as 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 somebody might have said many years ago that that english african-american yes exactly (laughs) or nigerian african-american a real african thank you (laughs) and he wasn't trying to send me an email no for the record for the record many moons ago when abdul was on another station north of here and i was on his friday morning uh Caravan. We were talking about one of our favorite actors, Chuatel Ejiofor, half English, half Nigerian, and a caller referred to him as that English African American. We both, the show came to a halt. <laughs> oh, screeching halt. What? <laughs> so thanks, PC World. Yeah, so no, I thought uh, when he takes off the mask and he realizes the black stormtrooper, and then you realize he's been basically stolen at birth and then programmed. To, to be a stormtrooper. And you will apologize to Barry Gordy. You will Gordy. apologize to Barry Gordy, so, so there's that. Um, can we do a spoiler? No, no not let's not do that. Okay, well, <laughs> let, let, me, let me put it this way. <laughs> the force is made out of people. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Lots of white people. <laughs> oh, and, and again, a scene from Chasing Amy we can't play. Yeah, yeah we can't play, but there, but it's pretty, Inter- pretty consistent. It's about intergalactic civil war? No, it's about gentrification. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> well, well, isn't that true? Well, well, we're just trying to make the make the universe a better place. <laughs> well, I will say, and the other part is, ladies and um, it was not Daisy Miller um, and and John Boyega who plays the story. Really nice. The, the kids have chemistry in this one compared to the kids in the last three films or yeah. last two films, I should yeah, say. Yeah, the kids in the last, yeah, much, yeah, much, much better, better. Much, so much better. Th- there, there is that. There, is, there is hope. I, uh, I will, I would love to see what these two youngsters. God, we, I feel like we're on the stoop. Look at, two two, look at those two young. Look at that John Boyega just no, I mean, acting. I thought it, I look thought at him go. I thought overall, I thought he did a really good job of sort of you know tying the you know the former generation with the next group of people, and it almost kind of reminded me of Star Trek Generations to a, to a point. Okay, I would say because because I would say the next generation do that in the in the early seasons. Yeah, no, yeah, the, in the first uh, first feature film. What, of, oh, Star, oh, of the film. Yeah. Okay, they sort of you know pass the baton from the previous right. cast to the, to the new one. I thought Star Trek did. Star Wars, sorry, my right. bad. Whoops. Oh God! Now, yeah, now the internet. The inter- you live long and prosper. That's the internet really is just blown up now with thousands yeah. of hate mails. Yeah, I mean, so I thought there was some that. I mean, I thought it was. I think I sent you a text message that I saw. I thought it you was did. good. I, I agree with your assessment. Good, not great, or as as I put it, you'll, you'll love this Gene Shalit moment. Oh, good. I wouldn't say the force was strong with this one, but it was solid with it. Wow! Look at that, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's even the young guy like that. That's that's good. That's good. So good, enjoyable, and and Mr. Shabazz. Yeah, and actually, we live dangerously because we saw it in Plainfield. Why would you do that? Because my wife is a massage therapist, and one ah. place she works is in the Plainfield Mall. Oh, okay. And it was the night of the bomb, not necessarily bomb threat, or the idiot who's been going around making the Facebook posts. Right. Okay. So we get to the movie theater, and there are like six police cars. So naturally, we're black people. We are like those are. We you did not. <laughs> 
You be eating away. Why do you mean you don't have Chirac here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, when I saw Chirac, did not get a double take from the kid on the south side. You didn't? I did not. None? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. They got long hair, so they figured you was... My natural? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, thought, they thought it was a photo negative of Ron O'Neill. Oh, that nubbit ultra perm. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, we're talking about some of the new films that are opening, because th- this is the time, of course, Abdul, that you've opened the presents, you've had dinner with the family, it's time to get out of the, the house. house and... Oh, and, and they have not taken your eight hints to leave, <laughs> so you just kind of sneak away you like you did yes. and go see a movie. So we, we talked about Joy, the new David O. Russell film, uh, also opening in theaters, and this one looks right up your alley. Kobe, Kobe can we get audio for... The Big Short. This is the film that's directed by Adam McKay. It stars, this is a pretty solid quartet. You have uh, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, uh, Bradley, uh, not Bradley, uh, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt. And it's about the uh, the real estate and bank, uh, the, the real estate and financial bubble of 08. So here's a little familiar audio going back seven years. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes he does. You know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, There's some shady stuff going down. All the banks were having a big old party. A few outsiders saw it when no one else could. The whole world economy might collapse. I'm sure the world's banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. No one's paying attention. The banks got greedy. And we can profit off of their stupidity. You want to bet against the banks? I think we're either high or having a stroke. Kind of brilliant. Fraud has never, ever worked. Eventually, things go south. When the hell did we forget all that? How can the banks let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. (laughs) (laughs) You have any idea what you just did? You just bet against the American economy. If you're wrong, you can lose it all. The banks have defrauded the American people. Now we can kick him in the teeth. Okay, here we go. You target strippers. With bad loans. Mm-hmm. And they're all cash rich. Not going to be able to refinance. On all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? I have five houses and a condo. Abdul's nodding his head the entire time watching yes. this. <laughs> That's going to be good. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, again, Brad Pitt. 
who has a small role in this. He, he's kind of a retired uh, retired banker, a guy in the banking world who's gone off the grid. Um, Christian Bale. As, Kobe, how did you describe Bale during Christian the Christian Bale in this one looks like American Psycho Christian Bale without hair gel. Right. And then <laughs> angry Steve Carell, because now he has an Oscar nomination under his belt, um, playing angry, angry guy going after the system and still married to Marissa Tomei. Thank you, crazy, stupid love. But is he still angry from Little Miss Sunshine? Uh, still, well, not as suicidal as Little Miss okay. Sunshine, and and of course Ryan Gosling with with hair that distracted my daughter, <laughs> um, he, and and a little bit of a spray tan as a financier. So, um, the fourteen year old dug this, and not just because of the cast. Uh, it it is uh, what happens as you hear in the trailer when four unlikely people kind of see the storm that's coming that a lot of us missed. And uh, so we get to follow that. The, the, the main concern, of course, is is also a term that my daughter uses, the genre that she created, men in suits talking. Yes. So, <laughs> however, there, and there, those who might get turned off by the subject matter as well as the technical jargon, they do a really, really smart treatment of how to explain things. For example, when, ta- when, when they talk about a specific uh, uh, p- particular piece of jargon, there's Margot Robbie in a bathtub, uh, the girl from yeah. yeah, the girl from Wolf of Wall Street, explaining particular something. Yeah, basically, I sold a house to Matt. Matt couldn't afford to pay me, so he borrowed the money from Kobe. But it wasn't really money; it was an IOU that Matt gave me Kobe's IOU, and so I sold Kobe's IOU to my wife. And everybody kept selling the IOU, and everything is fine until somebody finally decides to cash the IOU. Sounds dumb, right? <laughs> Happened in two thousand seven. Yeah. Welcome, welcome so. to the American financial crisis meltdown of the last first century. But there's there's Scenes involving Margot Robbie, of course, like is from Wolf of Wall Street and uh, um, Trust, or the the Will Smith con film. Uh, there's a scene with Anthony Bourdain and how he compares uh, loans to fish. There's a scene with Selena Gomez explaining uh, loans. Anyway, it's it, it's a they do a really really clever way of uh, explaining what might many feel the mall crowd might feel they might go over their heads. Now, let me ask you this: How different is this from the movie that you recommended I see with uh, General Zod and Spider Man? <laughs> oh God! Oh, ninety-nine houses. Yes. Okay, because my first thing was Terrence Stamp and who? No, <laughs> Andrew. What's his face? Andrew Garfield and uh, and Michael Shannon. Ninety-nine homes. Ninety-nine homes is a Faust tale. If you combine Faust and, and Wall Street, this is more. There was a film um, a few years ago called Margin Call, which was like it, I believe it was twenty-four hours before the burst, yeah. and that was uh, J.C. Chander who did uh, All Is Lost and A Most Violent Year. This was the film. It got a Best Screenplay nomination. Uh, Jeremy Irons, Kevin Spacey, Paul Bettany, Demi Moore, which I still need to see, but I think it's it's I think it's more like that than it okay. is Ninety Nine Homes. 90, like I said, Ninety Nine Homes is a Faust tale set in the same era. Yeah, because also because one thing I would kind of worry about is, and I enjoyed Wolf of Wall Street, but in some places it was just a bit over the top. All three hours of yeah. it. Yeah, you will get your sh- your fillings rattled yeah. by Martin Scorsese, Mister. Yes, yeah, and we did, <laughs> and you did. So of course, no, it's this is like watching a basically a live orgy in the movie theater with your wife sitting next to you. Wow, there's. I, I saw your wife at an event, but I'm not going there. Yeah. And by the way, folks, it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's and this one's two. I know she had her back to everybody. Yeah, this Hey-o. one's this one's two hours and ten minutes, yeah. so it's not as long okay. as Wolf of Wall Street. But but really solid performances and a film that you watch it in amazement. But I think you also you you'll get re angered. Yes, after you will. watching this.
So this, so this is what you need to watch on Christmas Day. By the way, the brother line for Arrested Being Stupid, yep. you did not write that. <laughs> I know you wanted to, but anyway. And what's even funnier is uh, I was doing the old radio show at the time, and you were my frequent guest on Friday morning when all this stuff was going yeah, down. Yeah, that was bad. Uh-huh. I think we were recommending dollar cinemas that time Yes, for we a were. While. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you should rent stuff more. It's slightly cheaper. Yep. Maybe you should have deep pockets for your own popcorn because – Things things are really bad. And by the way, hope you didn't throw out the old VHS cassette, VHS tape machine because you're probably gonna need it. Exactly. So yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Go check it out. Oh, that didn't play. Oh, I got the <laughs> wrong thing on. You're right yes, there. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, moving on, on moving it. on. Um, oh, we have to. I, I Abdul Kim Shabazz is hanging out with me and Kobe, which is always good. I just had to get out of the house on Christmas Day for a few minutes. Appreciate that. Now we have to play the ultra serious trailer. It's in theaters, and it's a film that I think sadly is going to get not really sadly. It's going to get washed away by everything else opening, including Star Wars, Will Smith's new film, Concussion, because CTE is not a good title. <laughs> Concussions more thorough. So, anyway, and there's and there's line there's a line in the trailer that's already being mocked. Let's hear it. When I was a boy, heaven was here, and America was here. You could be anything, you could do anything. I never wanted anything as much as I wanted to be an American. Hearts here in Pittsburgh are broken over the loss of Hall of Famer Mike Webster, who had in recent years suffered from mental illness and slipped into financial ruin. White is an apparently healthy, favorite son of this city, die in disgrace at 50. I can tell something is wrong. In 25 years, I've never requested a test like this. What are you looking for? My God. I am the wrong person to have discovered this. If you don't speak for them, who will? Repetitive head trauma chokes the brain. It turns you into someone else. Tape, needles, Vicodin, Toradol. Whatever it takes to keep them in the game, it's business. Get me a meeting with the commissioner. They don't want to talk to you. The NFL has known about the concussion issue for years. They're terrified of you. You're going to war with a corporation that owns a day of the week. This is bigger than they are. They have to listen to us now. Where is this science coming from? From nowhere. If you continue to deny my work, you're men. Continue to die. They want you to say you made it all up. They're accusing you of fraud. Drop it, or they'll be doing your autopsy, Mr. Amalu. Dr. Omalu. You have no idea how bad this could get. I have to keep going. These men are not machines. We must honor our warriors. Do you understand the impact of what you are doing? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I think you're going to be an American hero. I'm not even an American. That's even better. All right. So this film, 
again, CTE or chronic uh, head trauma, not a better, not as good a title as concussion because, as we all know, it's not just the big hits. It's, it's all, all of the, the hits. hits. Right. So so the question is, gents, um, I guess, how much of the, the concussion head trauma issues do you know before going to see this? I know uh, being in the news business, Although I'm not a sports person, I cover more politics. I'm relatively familiar with it. The question about you know the the constant banging of the heads, you know NFL and you know the helmet design, and people finally admitting, hey, okay, maybe there might be something to this. So let's settle this big giant class action lawsuit now. You also have kind of a pro science vibe about you, Mr. Yeah. Shabazz. Yeah. Now, Kobe, you're a football fan as mm-hmm. as am I. So and of course, PBS had a documentary about the same issue that that Roger Goodell and the NFL kind of backed away from at the last minute. Um, I, by the way, I think that documentary is a better starting point than this film. But anyway, you're you're familiar with said subject as well. Mm-hmm. So I, for you, sir, I don't know if it's going to break any new ground. Is I, um, I think you and I were talking earlier. Um, the suburban parent crowd who knows nothing about this will probably have their they'll they will get they will clutch the pearls. Mm-hmm. They will get they will get into a dander. Um, <laughs> What, what other? There, there will be a hullabaloo. <laughs> yes, they shall get the vapors. They need, shall get the vapors. And need smelling salts on the fainting couch. Or <laughs> or a mint julep on the lanai. Yeah. yeah. Um, the problem is I don't know if anybody's going to go see this. Um, Will Smith is good. He's surrounded by Alec Baldwin, Arliss Howard, uh, David Morse. For you St. Elsewhere fans, he plays Mike Webster at the beginning. Um, Alec Baldwin, we mentioned Albert Brooks has a great line, which we can't say on the air. Um and by the way, when people when people complain about English actors taking all, over all the roles, all the South African actors are ticked off at Will Smith. <laughs> Fair is frere, okay? Yeah, but see, but I think people will actually go see it because it is something that is extremely topical, and it is still football season. That's true. I, I will be intrigued to see how the the opening numbers are yeah. uh, come Sunday evening slash Monday morning. Yeah, I don't I don't think it'll I don't think it's Star Wars by any stretch of the imagination, no. but I do think it will. I think for a lot of people, out of curiosity. Okay. May may go see it. I I will be intrigued, especially when you have seven films opening this weekend and you have and Star Wars is already looming over power because I know last week it was what Sisters and um Krampus. No, that had already that had already been out though. There was no there was a, another brand new picture. Oh, the road chip. Yeah, the the chipmunks. That movie made more money than almost that made more money than Sisters. Yeah. I think it's only fitting. <laughs> Do you have do you have nieces and nephews that are into the Alvin age? Uh, I have a couple still in that age group. Really? Yeah. You're not taking them to that. No. And, and we, First of all, I have to drive to Iowa. Oh, that's to not do happening. It. Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. you're not doing. And that. then once we got there, we'd have to go see the chipmunks. The, no. no, not the kid. No. Not the kid. No. <laughs> now it was funny. We were talking last week. Kobe, Kobe went up to, and I'm not going to ask you to do this again, sir. Once is enough. But, <laughs> but, but the chipmunks, as a recording oh, yes. act. Have sixty albums, yeah. including including greatest hits and compilation. Sixty, sixty albums of putting the needle at the wrong speed. And you see, and and the fun thing is, most people probably, unless you're over forty, only know two Chipmunk songs, and then these movies. Yeah, then these movies. Yeah, and one of then them, everything else is just a pop top forty song sped up to Chipmunk speed. Right, and one of them is now done because we're done with Christmas season. Uh, whether it's your serious channel or. FM station that's changing yeah. formats on January 1st. Right, so now it's back to the, the Witch Doctor song. Oh, jeez. That's not the Chipmunks, but we get the idea. Yeah. All right, um, Kobe, we're ready for another 
Uh, we're, we're sharing trailers and merriment with Adul King Shabazz <laughs> and Kobe Slegel here on Film Sociology. We are entertaining you on your Christmas day, in case you don't know what to do or you want to get out of the house. And Abdul did. I did. So can you. That's so that's why we're here. Okay, we because we uh, we've talked about some big movies, and of course uh, this is the time that you and I like we call it grown up movie season. But and... I do have one question before yes, we do grown up movie season. Yes, sir. Uh, when I saw Star Wars, there were two trailers that piqued my curiosity. Okay, uh, the Avengers: Civil War. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And, oh, gosh, what was it? It was another... Not Star Trek. Yes. No, not not Star Trek. It was another science fiction superhero drama. Oh, um, Suicide Squad? No, they they did not play Suicide Squad. I'll, I'll find it. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll but I thought it. the Avengers Civil War was interesting because I know it's a two-parter, you know, one with Captain uh, America, the other one... It wasn't Batman and Superman. No, it wasn't Batman Superman. They've actually improved the trailers on that one. Yeah, and by the way, when when Wonder Woman shows up, the yeah, the girls in the audience uh, squealed in delight on that one. Yeah, because Batman and Superman looked at her like, I thought she was with you. Yeah. Right. That's that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's but good. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Fast talking caffeinated Lex Luthor. This is gonna be <laughs> this is not gonna be Gene Hackman, it's not gonna be Kevin Spacey, and I like Eisenberg, so I'll I'll be intrigued to see how his treatment of a character we've all known for most of our lives. Well, at least he's bald, so We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Also, if, while we're in, we, we've talked about big movies like Concussion and and uh, we've talked Point Break. Nobody needs a Point Break remake. And we've talked Why? about because nah, it's a familiar title. <sighs> and we talked about you know grown up movies like Joy and The Big Short. Another one is Youth, set in a spa with non youth actors. Although Paul Dano was in this, Michael Caine, Harvey Keitel. Don't tell anybody. Jane Fonda is in this film as well, and it's uh, old friends uh, and Rachel Weiss playing Kane's daughter. So uh, set in a spa, and it's old friends uh, trying to tie up loose ends in a way. Here's the audio. Do you know who composed that piece that you're practicing? No. Who? Me. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And what's the composer's name? Fred Ballinger. And you, what's your name? Fred Ballinger. Daddy, you will not be bored because I have arranged the full service for you. You're going to have a massage, a sauna, checkups with the doctor every single day to help you get back in shape. At my age, getting in shape is merely a waste of time. Oh, gosh, you guys have got a strange friendship. No, it's just a good friendship. And in a good friendship, you only tell each other the good things. Did you take a piss today? Four drops. You? Same. More or less. More or less? Less. It must be a very good place to relax. It's only a place to relax. You still directing or composing, Maestro? Oh, no, I'm I'm retired. I'm sure you've not forgotten how it's done. No. I haven't forgotten how it's done. What do you do all day, Fred? Well, they tell me I'm apathetic, so I don't do anything. Don't you miss your work? Not at all. I miss my wife. You didn't know the first thing about my mother. You never bothered to take care of her. She loved you, and so she forgave you. No matter what happened, she still wanted to be with you. But who were you? Who? That's what I always ask myself. You say emotions are overrated. 
Emotions are all we've got. I'm so happy to be alive. You were right. Music is all I understand. Because you don't need words and experience to understand it. It just is. Okay, before we talk about youth, there, we, we just found out two things with uh, with uh, Abdul Kim Shabazz here. We well, we have a bit. We we've talked about the uh, the Gone with the Wind game with Hattie McDaniel. Yes, <laughs> which we can't really. Hi, Bianca. Anytime Hattie McDaniel speaks, you end the line with "For a bust, Joe," and we can't yeah. do the rest. Apparently, with Abdul, anytime Michael Caine speaks, you end it with <laughs> "Master Bruce." <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a bad game. And then uh, Brian Hart said, anytime Morgan Freeman speaks, you pause three seconds and then say the B word. <laughs> Everyone's scrambling to their movies now to watch something. And they came home one day from the prison. <laughs> yeah, so. See, you're. Easy reader. You have, that's my name. D- Film sociology, you're home for movie <laughs> games. So We just K and own. <laughs> <laughs> So you do that very well. You've been practicing. Do you something I need to know, Kobe? I'm a grown man, and I know when my bladder's full. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and 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 in the trailer, he was thinking about, but lost his train of thought. Was X Men Apocalypse? Yes. Which, by the way, James McAvoy goes bald. Yes, he does. Because you knew that was ine- yeah, that was inevitable. So, so yeah. anyway, um, sure. I, I no, no, they like I said, they look like like I, said, I think X Men Apocalypse looks like a lot more fun than Avengers Civil War. But I always stay guarded. About any Avengers film, just because that's my that's staple your, that's your comic book. So okay. I keep my expectations where they're already met. So if it, the movie sucks, I don't feel bad. Right. But then if it's really great, it's awesome. I still miss Mrs. Peel. <laughs> Different Avengers. Ralph Fiennes and Sean Ray Connery. Fiennes, oh, that was <laughs> a bad idea. You'll pay for that hat. I know. <laughs> anyway, back back to you. So so we have uh, Michael Caine as a as an aging uh, film composer in a spa in Switzerland, which Kobe's like spa. Yeah. There's Harvey Keitel as an old old friend who's also a movie f- uh, director who's trying to make another project that yes involves uh, a small small supporting scene from uh, Jane Fonda. Paul Dano shows up as an actor who is. At the spot, getting ready to create, uh, getting into character for a new film project. You played Ant-Man, right? Pardon? No, that's Paul Rudd. Okay. Paul Dano, let's see, for you, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Um, he was in Stop Love... bullying me, Daniel. Yes, your guy. Yeah, that, that's the, him, him. Okay. So Amazing how we don't, I don't, can't remember who actors are unless you throw me the line. That's what we do here. <laughs> but, but no, to be fair, Paul Dano is excellent as Brian Wilson in Love and Mercy, which is now out on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, anyway, the film is funny. The film is set in a, in a hotel slash spa and it has that pacing. It is not a slow, It's also an art film. It, yeah, it is art film. You're actually <laughs> correct on this one, Joe Shearer. Um, <laughs> It, it is. It's a slower paced film than you you might be used to. There's a lot of nice scenes between Kane and Kaitel, and as the film goes on, you find out they're more than just they're not grumpy old men, but they're two old. They're more than just two old men at the same location at the same time. Um, but uh, but also, this is going to be one of those movies where I can appreciate the pace, I can appreciate the story, the plot, the character development. Well, I need a triple shot of espresso to stay awake. Maybe, but I'm no. I'm all right with that. It. That's not what I said. Thank you, Big Daddy. <laughs> um, but but it, it and also visually great. Um, so yeah, you might want to have a, a cappuccino before going to see this. But I think it looks great and there's mm-hmm. really solid performances. And and it's something that you and I are going to have to deal with in about thirty years. Thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Some 
longer than others. So yeah, yeah but no, but but see, my only problem with movies like that, like I can say, I totally understand it and fully appreciate it, but just sometimes the pace is just like, oh. Well, remember, my this is God. say, how would you do at a spa, or would you could you could you go to a hotel slash spa and not have your electronics? Yes, I did it on Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> so you, you can go and get a massage, as we hear in this. Exactly, but that I means that's the kind of pacing it has. No, I don't least, have a massage for you. <laughs> thank you, Inspector. Uh, but at the very least, you'll you'll want to go to Switzerland after watching yeah, this. But so. see, but but for me, a movie like that, this is going to sound really weird. Feels more like a spring film than a winter film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's also Kobe's checking his colors. He's also in autumn. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but it does because you no. Know, think about it. You no, know, with with you know Switzerland, the, the pace and everything. You know, it have to go to a you no know, in a go outside in the cold. You know, but no, it's not dark. in the cold. I, I, I'm not talking about that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. I get it. it. Like you no, know, it's spring. You know, but you also have. But I'm saying that they've made it an end of the year film because. They're for your consideration, thinking about getting nominations to Harvey Keitel, Michael Caine, Paul Dano, and said it and so forth. So anyway, uh, I miss the old I, guy playing chess with death. What, that, those are always out there. Happy belated birthday, by the way. I know you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, death sends his regards. Um, <laughs> by the way, Max, nice Max von Sydow cameo yes! <laughs> at the beginning of Star Wars. Hey, there's Ming the Merciless. There's uh, Brewmeister Smith. Young carpenter from Nazareth. And the guy who played chess. Yep. <laughs> Needful thing. That's right. Doing quite exactly. well. He Very died good. most painfully. It's going to be sad when he goes. Yeah. I know. All right, we got time for and one. And I watched him this well, morning. In what? Uh, the greatest story ever told. The Swedish Jesus. That's right. <laughs> you, the, the, people were not up in arms of that as, say, the Australian Noah. That's right. Or those well, Egyptians in Exodus. And, and by the way, the, there's another stupid movie that's out about the sci-fi action adventure about the Egyptian gods and... What's his face was in the three hundred and Gerard Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler who was in the three hundred and uh, what's his face who played Two Face in the second Batman film. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, Eckhart. It's, it's like some Egyptian god movie. Oh boy. Yeah, and we'll and check. by the way, no black people, and they all have English accents. I didn't think the British showed up until the 1800s. I, apparently, Chiwetel Ejiofor and John Bay were, yo, were busy. Uh, the Stormtrooper was busy. So, yeah. okay. We have time for the, uh, the final film that's opening this weekend uh, for your Christmas needs is Carol for the, the, from director Todd Haynes. This is the gentleman that gave us I'm Not There and also gave us a film that looks very similar in tone and look, Far From Heaven, the one with uh, Julianne Moore. Dennis Quaid and Dennis Heisbert. Is that the audio? Are we ready? Yeah, we're good. This stars Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett, and uh, it's about forbidden love. Here's a trailer. Dearest, there are no accidents, and no explanation I offer will satisfy you. I like that. You seek resolutions because you're young. But you will understand this one day. How many times have you been in love? You're always the most beautiful woman in the room. Therese Bellavet. Carol. Tell me you know what you're doing. I never did. And then it changed. She's still my wife. I can't help you with that. It shouldn't be like this. I know. If he can't have me, I can't see my daughter. 
everything comes full circle. We gave each other the most breathtaking of gifts. Kobe, it looks like something your wife would recommend. I don't know. But it does put the mellow in melodrama. Yes, it does. Uh, yes, Kate uh, Blanchett plays uh, a wife who's on the outs of her marriage, and she falls for the uh, shop girl played by Rooney Mara, for you fans of A Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the remake. Um, yeah, Todd Haynes. But not as graphic. Well, Whoa. no, that, um, I would say there is a scene involving the two actresses that's. Um, Mature. Yes, with a capital M. Yeah. So, yeah, there there is that. Um, again, Todd Haynes did a film similar called Far From Heaven, and I couldn't – it almost became a distraction while watching this because similar tone, really nice restrained performances from, from the actors across the board. Um, in its own way, we've kind of traveled this road before. Now, in the case of – Far From Heaven, it was Julianne Moore having thoughts about her gardener, played by Dennis Heisbert, while husband Dennis Quaid is going to bars on the yeah. other side. You, you kind of where we're going here. Yeah. Well, this one's a little more flat out uh, overt by 1950s standards, talking about a love that just cannot yeah. be. Um, the word is not said, even though almost everybody involved knows exactly what's going on. So, Almost kind of reminds me of King Kong. <laughs> Which version? <laughs> The 1933 version. Does it say Fay Ray, Jessica Lange, or Naomi Watts? No, no, the Fay Ray version. (laughs) Okay. Two people from different worlds, a love that is frowned upon. Yep. Which one's working in the shop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and I know it's getting, it's giving a lot of strong buzz, and I wouldn't be surprised if both uh, both ladies uh, get nominations for it. Um, but it's it's a little familiar territory for myself. But that's not that really doesn't stop anybody from seeing it. Now, here's a anyway. question: Do you think yes, that sir. if this movie is nominated for a couple Academy Awards, that there will be the usual? Backlash that this was just a regular film about a woman leaving her husband for oh, another the, man. The, 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 it just so happens. <laughs> sure. Like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Like King Kong. Um, sure. Uh, like Venus. Like Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, we can have love stories of different kinds, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, and this is one of them. This is one of them. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure some people on certain parts of the dial, not your dial, of course. Um, on certain my, networks that have three letters. With a vowel in the middle, or certain one, certain shows that are before and after yours. Yeah, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, who am I kidding? Yeah, some people. Yeah. Some Good people. Lord. Some people will find something to complain about with the Academy Awards because they're not all Hollywood popcorn pictures, which I'm really hoping Mad Max Fury Road gets a lot of love. But we we will see anyway. So anyway, Carol is is uh it, it's a solid piece of filmmaking. I'm probably sure a lot of people are going to like it a lot more than I did. It's just a little familiar territory for me. That's yeah. all. So now that was a good movie. It was. So ladies and gentlemen, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films opening on Christmas Day in our fair city. And next week, next week we'll have uh the Hateful Eight, uh, the Tarantino Western, which we'll talk a little bit more at length. And of course, Star Wars is on every other screen <laughs> in the city right now. And by the way, IMAX, yes, three D, nope, save your money. Don't need to see it in three D. Do not need to see it in three D. I, I kept thinking about I was told that uh, CW State Museum IMAX Theater is actually the best place to see it. Yes. Yeah. I th- um, well, I, that was space. And that space is going to have, I believe, in January, a 70-millimeter print of Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Very yeah. excited. I am, but 
Is there a fast forward button? No, there isn't. You gotta <laughs> let it wash over you, man. You can smell colors and see sound. You know, all, the best part of the whole movie. Bill Walton might be there. Is, is the monolith and the club and the knocking him upside the, the head. That's the very beginning. And then throwing up in the air. Hal, it open the door. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. Hal, man. open the door. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. That's the it's, end of no the movie. second. It's full of stars. We're done. <laughs> Hal oh, 9... and the weird embryo baby thing at the yeah. end that's kind of that quivers. You have to admit, Hal 9000, one of the all-time great villains. I'm sorry, Matthew. I can't, can't do, do that. that. <laughs> Kobe, uh, before before we, we derailed this show in the last There's some other minutes, stuff going on. Well, I would say, what, is there happening, things happening at your alma mater, or what, what other options do we have this Christmas weekend? IU Cinema is on break. Of course. IMA Winter Nights. Coming up. Coming up. That is like Boogie Nights, but in the cold. Oh, <laughs> mm, not going to say that, yeah. But the drive-in's open. The drive-in in December still? This weekend. Okay. Tibbs. At the, t- the Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, call me Mr. Tibbs drive-in. Okay. Now, now, actually, before you say this, I remember last year, remember they showed Fargo at the IMA outdoors mm-hmm. with space heaters and cocktails and all that. I wonder if this is going to be something like this without the cocktails, of course. I don't know. I would say make sure your heaters are working in your cars. Yeah, it would seem kind of odd to serve cocktails at a drive-in. Well, well, that's right. We, we have. I know you two have taught. We, we, you two are going to be two of my top financiers, of course, of the grown-up art house drive-in. Twelve people will come, but they have to like order at least two hundred dollars worth of food and drinks for us to maintain. Hey, right after Matthew Sosi directs Driving Miss Daisy, starring Abdul Hakim Shabazz, we are so there. Oh, who? Because we're going to make so much money. And who's your Miss Daisy? It'll be Mrs. Sosi. Oh my gosh, she's not old enough to do that yet. But she's a great character actress. But she's all, a great actress, period. Ah, very good, because Mrs. Sosi would say all actors are character actors. Not all of them. Uh, I'm sorry, child. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> all right, Kobe, what's happening at the Tibbs? <laughs> Screen one, movie one, Star Wars, followed by The Good Dinosaur. Okay, all right, yeah. for the kids. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, the, sure, sure. That's the only double feature. Okay. Screen two, point break. No. Screen three, Daddy's Home. Okay. Screen four, Creed. I liked Creed. Have there you seen you Creed? Go. No. I'm not interested. No, really. No, it'll erase five and Balboa. First of all, I was never a big fan of the whole Rocky genre to begin with. Okay, that's just not not a big boxing movie. Okay. Person with the exception of Million Dollar Baby, because that's not really a boxing film. It, that's it becomes a, something else. Yeah, it becomes something a femi- else. Feminist allegory that turns into pro life, pro death. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that and Clint Eastwood just popping the crap out of the guy. Well, there <laughs> is that. But I really like Michael B. Jordan in this, and it was and and kudos to Stallone to just taking the rain, letting go of the reins, giving it to the director of Fruitvale Station to take over. Another example of something old and something new, stuff that you like from the Rocky movies, but updated. Well, if it makes you feel better. I watched He Man Masters of the Universe the other day on the like El Ray Network with Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. <laughs> wow, man! I remember seeing it in the movie theaters when I was sixteen years old. As did old. I. Courtney Cox was in that. Yep. Yep. Oh, jeez. Because that was when Frank just said, "Yeah, they offered me a ridiculous amount of money, and I wanted to make a movie that my kids would see." I took it, and so I could play Skeletor. And, and did it, he it ever? Was so. <laughs> Bad. You this talk about having cocktails at the movie. You oh God, have. yeah, that one you definitely needed a couple. And you needed coke and a couple of methadone too. There you go. <laughs> Co, what else is happening at the Tibbs? Uh, that's it. That's the lineup okay. for the Tibbs. Wow. So interesting. I don't know if I'm ready to bur- Of course, the weather's been okay, but um, it, it'll change it, because it's the Midwest. Yeah, it is Midwest. So what uh, else you got over there? Uh, looking at the historic art craft coming up, um, January eighth and 9th, Blue Hawaii. 
Really? Like Elvis? Yes, Elvis yes. with his with his mom played by Angela Lansbury, Lansbury, who was nine apparently when she had Elvis. It's like the Manchurian Candidate. She was nine when she had Lawrence Harvey. As and long as it, there's no like weird that weird creepy no, there, scene. There is, no, there's no weird creepy scene in Blue Hawaii. Manchurian Candidate, yes. Man, Blue Hawaii, no. Yeah. Manchurian Candidate, love the film, but just that one scene is kind of. And that's 1962. Yeah. That was that was really groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, no, that's fun. I, I, I'm I'm a shameless Elvis fan. Yeah, a, a third of his movies should have never been made. Blue Hawaii, and he made two that were set in Hawaii. This is the superior one over Paradise Hawaiian style. He plays the son of a rich guy who just just wants to hang out on the beach and, and do his own thing and sing and play guitar. And and his, and his uh, I remember watching it with Mrs. Sosie, and, and it's Angela's first scene. She's basically Big Mama for you fans <laughs> of uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And uh, and she doesn't even look up, and and it gets on with the scene, and, and Lynn says, oh, "Even Angela Lansbury can't make this crap sound good." No, you can't. So anyway, it's a brainless Elvis movie, perfect to watch in January. And by the way, uh, if I can just put in a shameless plug for Please. two films, if I could, what do you got? Uh, if you haven't seen it already, go see Trumbo. That movie is awesome. Uh, if it's still in theaters, otherwise, yeah, check it out. Brian Cranston, we always we we dig Brian Cranston. So and if it's still out, or just wait for it to come out on DVD, Bridge of Spies. Um. Yeah, we'll have to check and see if that's still out there. Yeah, those were two of the last films I saw prior to Star Wars. An exciting negotiating picture. Yes, and Spotlight is still on my list of movies to get to. You got to get to yeah. that. You yeah. have got to get to that. So, but is uh, the art cra- is that all, Kobe? You got there? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. No, all I know funny. is when I walk in the art center and somebody says, "Are you here for a Chirac?" What What makes you think I'm here for Chirac? <laughs> But they didn't do that with me. Nope, I know. <laughs> but no, I remember when I was in college at the Ball State University, in the dead of winter, we used to do a, a Jimmy Buffett night. You know, we would we would get seafood and grill and listen to Buffett and drink beer and wear Hawaiian shirts. In the when we when we it was announced that it was going to be the coldest day of the winter. So the fact that the Art Craft Theater in Franklin is showing Blue Hawaii in January, that's fun. A little mind over matter wouldn't hurt anybody. Or, or a little matters over mind. <laughs> there is madness to my method. A <laughs> uh, couple titles out on DVD and Blu-ray. One is uh one at Chris Lloyd's uh defends a big time that didn't do well financially. Uh Joe Wright's film version of Pan. The kind of prequel to Peter Pan with Hugh Jackman, yeah, not singing in this one. Apparently, it's and some people have compared it to if Baz Luhrmann directed Peter Pan. So that well, is trust out. me on the sunscreen. Nice. <laughs> and then also uh, Pawn Sacrifice, which has Tobey Maguire not playing Spider Man but playing Bobby Fischer. Yeah. So the more the, I would say, the less you know about Bobby Fischer, the more you're probably going to get well, out I, of I it. Like the movie, but, but he was. If you remember uh, David Hefcott, the uh, character that uh, Jeffrey Rush played in Shine, you know the, uh, the 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 man was a magazine rack filled with issues, yes. and uh, <laughs> and you get to see the issues kind of tumble before him, yeah. especially when he's a fine chess player. Nice supporting scene from Liev Schreiber. Anyway, that's out there if you're into something slightly different. Yeah, like I said, but otherwise, Bobby Fischer, the less you know about him personally, the more you... Yeah, not a, a great... I say great chess player, not the greatest human being, being in the yeah. world. Yeah. So it's almost... You know what? It's a double feature with Steve Jobs. <laughs> so. All right, uh, Kobe. Yep. Do we have some words to live by on this Christmas season? Silent breed is people! Zardoz has spoken. And Ed Johnsonot has said he wants a sequel to Zardoz because Charlotte Rampling, Sean Connery, and John Borman are still alive. And if you can, by the way, before Christmas Day is over... 
go look for Monty Python's Life of Brian and watch that because that is the Abdul Christmas tradition. I watched it this morning. There's a, there's no Messiah in here. There's a mess in here, but there's no Messiah. Now get away. God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas, Kobe. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Abdul. Go see a good movie. Everybody, you deserve it. You're listening to the Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. We go. Merry Christmas, Fort Myers. Merry Christmas, California. <laughs>